God bless you. Great day to you. This is Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host, Delisa Fields, and I've got um, sort of a uh, resharing of um, my Sunday message that I'd like to share with you. It was entitled, um, Released on Your Own Recognizance. It was based out of Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, and the uh, entire uh, chapter of Jonah chapter two, which is only 10 verses. But at any rate, we were talking about the circumstances that led Jonah to his capture, his um, imprisonment, if you will. And I sort of took a spin on some of those um, prison terms. Um, What happened to Jonah is not something that's so unusual when you think about it in terms of um, our modern times. Many of us, I have, um, you know, have rebelled, you know, to a greater or lesser degree uh, against what God has called us to do. And, you know, for whatever reasons and for whatever that looks like, um, you know, we've we've all fallen short. Uh, it was unfortunate that in Jonah's case, um, he was very meticulous in his escape route. You know, and, and this is also what I mentioned in my message that there was a methodology to it. I mean, he didn't just say, I'm not going to do it, but he actually put a plan in process um, that supported his theory, his, his uh, theory of rebellion. And um, he purchased a ticket. He, uh, you know, uh, got on a boat, went in the opposite direction. And of course, um, the Lord, and you know, the Lord visited him. And I think it's safe to say that even in our times of rebellion that we do, um, we sort of, you know, set ourselves up for a visitation. And listen, sometimes when God visits you, it's not necessarily, you know, the fact that there's a breakthrough or a blessing on the way. Sometimes there's a visitation that is not in our favor. And so this is where we find Jonah. You know, there was also a time in Sodom and Gomorrah that there was about to be a visitation. So I think it's safe to say that, you know, when we ask for visitation, um, you know, to be specific about that, because if we're not... um, you know, on the right side um, of the Lord, we can possibly be asking for God to visit us in a sin, visit us in an area of disobedience or visit us in an area of rebellion. And I'm, I'm sure that that's not what any of us, um, you know, what we would like to do. So, you know, just being careful, you know, many times in our church circles, you know, we're crying out in worship or what have you and God we want visitation but you know be specific about that you know that's just a wisdom nugget just be specific about what your visitation may look like um it may not look like a pillow of fire and uh and you know clouds and you know smoke filling the temple it may not look like that (laughs) so it's just a matter of being sensitive um and being cognizant of who God is. And let me just segue on into another point that Jonah made. Uh, this is found in uh, chapter two, that there was a come to Jesus meeting, almost literally, um, where he had to own up to some things and he had to confess some things. And this was not your ordinary, uh, you know, coming to God in prayer and asking God to help you. And Lord, remember what so-and-so did. So, no, this wasn't one of those prayers where you're asking God to help you and Telling on so-and-so, you know, when you're having a fish experience or, you know, a hellish season, he called it the belly of hell or being caught up in hell. When you're having a season like that, your prayers are different. 
Um, you know, the Bible talks about praying all kinds of prayers, right? So there are many types of prayers that are going to be content that are going to be prayed contingent upon the season that you're in. So, you know, just want to make sure that you understand that, you know, um, when you're in a situation like that to where God is, has visited you for something that you have not done, um, clearly, and this is evidence in scripture, um, it's not the time to say, God, I didn't do it because Janie, uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, that's not one of those types of prayers when you're in a situation like Jonah was and God is visiting you for something that you did then that's your um you know time to own up to your stuff and I mean being painfully honest and if you'll read that entire chapter um chapter two like I said it's only 10 verses and it's a relatively short book but such powerful powerful um concepts for concepts for any believer especially leaders uh because sometimes you know there can be the tendency to think that we're above certain things um you know but let me just assure you and I can speak from a personal um uh, standpoint that you know for those of us who know much the scripture says we will be held accountable for much right we'll be beat with many stripes let me quote that specifically so um we don't get away and and listen don't be moved by the fact that you don't see god moving in someone's life who's not doing what they're supposed to don't don't be that person you know that's watching to wait to see what's going to happen to so-and-so because so-and-so didn't do what God said to do. Don't be that person, you know, pray for them, ask God to give them an opportunity to, you know, to, you know, be, to fall into compliance, ask God for an opportunity, ask God to touch their heart. One of the prayers we prayed yesterday, which was a powerful move of God at the altar was that God would, would soften our hearts. You know, because when you think back to the methodology that Jonah used, his heart was so hard, he didn't even fear God. You know, he went into the boat and went to sleep and, you know, it's humorous to a degree, but there's also a very sobering reality that many of us, I'm including myself, have fallen asleep on God. You know, we have been told to do certain things, have been instructed to do certain things, have been expected to do certain things, and and we don't do it. And not only do we not do it, but we find a way to, to weasel out of it, and then we fall asleep. In other words, we become, um, we become, what's the word I want to use, Holy Spirit? Um, numb, you know, and, 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 and almost, uh, you know, just totally disregarding you know, what's been assigned to our lives. So, you know, these are some very concerning things that we see taking place in Jonah. He was certainly God's prophet. He was the prophet to Nineveh. And let me tell you something, and this is something that I mentioned too. You don't want to be that one. Well, let me back up. You know, yes, there are things that God has assigned us to do that we don't want to do. Granted, let me tell you something, not every assignment that, that, that God gives me is one that I'm jumping up and, you know, waving my hand. Oh, yeah, God, that's not me. <laughs> I'm not that one standing in everybody's prophetic line waiting for a word. Um, I'm not that person. Um, there are assignments that God is, 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 is expecting of us. Now, I'm telling you some things, and I, this is my honest to God truth. I lie to you not. There are some things God requires of me that I just sit and shake my head. You know, I, I don't say no now, clearly, but I just, I, I, I realize within myself that this, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, of course I don't say it, but I, there are things that you just don't want to do. You know, maybe you're, you're dealing with your own personal crazy or you've got something in your own ministry or maybe some career things or, you know, maybe a combination as quite often in my life, but you just have a lot of things going on. And then God says, hey, daughter, I want you to do so and so and so, or son, so. And you're like, really? 
you know, I have five children. My husband and I have five children. And, you know, many times I'll say, hey, take the trash out or, you know, get the bags out of the car, what have you. And and they often say, well, mom, so-and-so sitting down doing nothing. You know, so, you know, they'll do that. And I'm like, well, I didn't ask so-and-so, I asked you, right? And But we do that in the kingdom of God, too, with our Heavenly Father. You know, well, Lord, why don't you tell so-and-so? They're home doing nothing. You know, they've got all the time in the world to get on the phone. They've got internet time. They've got time. <laughs> and you calling me. And um, someone said to, uh, something to me years ago, um, and I was working um, uh, as an administrator um, for my dad's ministry, and um, my desk would just always be um, just littered with stuff. Um, I have documents and things just everywhere. And so someone, I think it was my bishop, he walked in and he said, if you want anything done, give it to a busy person. And, you know, I was like, wow. And everybody knew that I was the get or done person, right? Matter of fact, they nicknamed me the brains. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I have always, as a kid, I've always been a multitasker. I, my mother raised me like that. Um, so there are giftings that many of us have that are, you know, that are um, complementary to the assignment on our life. And so God knows you can get this done. You you have the, the heart to get it done. So, um, yeah, you know, we there are certain of us who have gifts that are complementary to our assignment. And so God knows who has the personality. God knows who has the character traits. God ha- knows who has the heart, right, um, to get certain things done. Um, for example, some of you may have a background in economics, um, you know, Math is not my strong suit. Now, anything dealing with English or literature, I'm your guy, right? But some of you may have a background in economics. Whether you have a degree or not is irrelevant. Maybe you just have a strong knack for mathematics. And so, you know, why wouldn't God call you to places where you can minister along those terms, along those lines? Some of you may have a gift of hospitality. You just, you're sweet-hearted, kind-hearted, compassionate, you're loving. I mean, you know, you're just, you're nurturing, you have a mothering or a fathering spirit. And so you would be the one, right, that God wants to send to the hospital or send to, I'm just saying, I'm trying to kind of, you know, get you to open up some things here because some of you may be saying, well, why is God, why does God want me to do this? And I just want you to understand that the reason why he's asking you to do it is not to make your life hell, right? But it's to it's to use those gifts he's put inside of you to advance the kingdom, to encourage somebody. And so, you know, look at it from that aspect when the Lord is pulling on you or when your leaders or when your supervisor or your family members or whatever is pulling on you, then apparently there's something in you that can be withdrawn, Nobody in their right, well, you know, I shouldn't say that. Oh, I was going to say, no one in their right mind goes to the bank to withdraw money that is not there. And, you know, I probably, I'm pretty, people probably do that. I don't, I don't understand that concept, but people probably do that. But, you know, people attempt to withdraw from people who they know are carriers. Okay. Whatever that looks like. So if someone is pulling on you for something, um, that means they see something in you that they need for that particular season. Uh, so there's a reason why God calls you to do certain things. Okay, let's say that. Now, let's look at the fact that you may be a Ninevite. You may be on the other side. You may be that one waiting for someone to come and bring the word of deliverance that you need. God was going to destroy Nineveh. God was angry with Nineveh. God was, and we see later on, oh God, there was another prophet. I can't remember his name. But anyway, he gave a word about Nineveh and that word came to pass. But God gave the same word to Jonah and Jonah went down, preached 
a powerful revival that none of us has ever preached yet. And the entire people were saved and, you know, delivered. Even animals fasted and God averted the crisis. Um, so you may be that one um, that is waiting on uh, Jonah. You know, you may be that Ninevite. You may be that Ninevite dealing with a family matter. You may be that Ninevite dealing with a crisis on your job. You may be that Ninevite dealing with something in your ministry. You may be that Ninevite dealing with something in your health. You may be the person in need. And how would you feel? This is, like, you know, I shared with my sons and daughters yesterday. I said, let's put the shoe on the other foot. How would you feel if God is coming against you, your family, and everything that's clear, near and dear and in, in, in near and dear to you and some, and someone has the word to you know open your eyes to some things someone has the word to change God's mind concerning what he's going to do someone has the word to get you out of your stuck season you know somebody has a word and they're playing you know that they, they, God tells them to come to you and, and they're on vacation they're on a cruise they're whatever they're doing so understand that when you are assigned it's not just about God. I don't want to do this. I don't like them. They're not going to receive me. Um, they're tired of seeing me come or, you know, it's not, that's not, you, you're focusing on the wrong thing. The focus should be, okay, God, um, I feel you. I hear you. You are concerned for so-and-so and you've given me the solution. You've given me the insight. You've given me the wisdom. I don't want to do this. You know, it kind of conflicts with some things that I'm already doing. But because God of your love for people and because I may one day find myself in a situation to where I'm on the other side of that need, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Now, God, I'm asking you. And this is sort of how I led my prayer with uh, my church yesterday. Now, God, I may not do it, you know, 100. You know, I'm just I'm, my heart is really not there. You know, the things that I'm dealing with, but I'm going to obey you. I'm just asking for you to help me. In my struggle, help me in my conflict and just be honest. I'm telling you, this is something I mentioned too. as believers and, uh, you know, hear my heart. I'm, I pray to not offend you. But as believers, we we can really operate in lion spirits and cover it up with something. The anointing or a title or the fact that you save. I don't know. But w- we can do that. We can lie in a minute. There are things that God may say do. And or someone may send and someone God truly sent that someone to you and you know, in your heart, God sent that someone to you and you respond. Well, let me pray about it. No, you just trying to delay. It's delayed obedience. You don't need to pray about it because, you know, God told you to go ahead and do it. Case in point, when Saul Samuel was looking for Saul, excuse me, was looking for his donkeys and God had already revealed to Samuel that, you know, Saul is coming. He's looking for his donkeys. And I, you know, I put the donkeys to flight because there's something greater that I'm doing in Saul's life. And, um, Samuel knew when, when, when Saul showed up, Samuel knew what he was in need of, but Samuel also understood what God was doing in his life. So when Saul showed up, Samuel didn't say, well, um, let me pray about it. (laughs) He went ahead and, and fulfilled his, his mission. So we've got to be very careful about that. When um, we're in those situations, and I've been guilty of that too, and the Lord, you know, the Lord would check me, and <laughs> Holy Ghost would be like, "No, now you know that's not a prayerable." I call it. I, y'all know I have my own terminologies, but the Lord, Holy Spirit would say, "That's not a prayerable." You know, that's not a prayerable. That's a doable. 
And so there are times we're praying about things. I just need to pray about it. I just, and you're not praying about it. You're deliberating. <laughs> I just heard the Holy Ghost just really get a hold of somebody. But that's time that you're trying to deliberate. You're trying to manipulate. You're trying to evacuate. You're trying to get out of it. Right? You're trying to figure out if whether God is going to change his mind. If you wait long enough, he'll send somebody else. And let me just be, let me be your kingdom herald today. God is not sending anybody else. You're going to do it. Okay. He wants you to do it. That's why he told you at the beginning, because you've got what it takes to get the job done. So, you know, we, we, I love the word of God. Those of you who have been following me for any period of time, you have to know that, um, the word of God is a passion of mine. I, I, I just, I've been a student of the word for, since I was 13. So that's mm, over 30 years now, just loving the word of God. I mean, it's in my pores. Um, so it, it's a delight to share it and, and it's, it's a delight to, um, make it real, make it practical and make it applicable. Amen. So we're going to let you all go. Um, I pray that we've said something to, um, get you to think a little bit. And, um, I pray that, uh, if you are the Jonah, um, that, you know, you don't allow, your delayed obedience or open disobedience, wherever you are, that you don't allow that thing to um, to uh, escalate to where God has to come get you. OK, I didn't go into the detail about what happened inside of the, um, the belly of the fish, but you'll read it and the Holy Spirit will open it up to you. Um, but Jonah thought he was going to die. He literally thought he was going to die. Um, he was moments away from death. He was being suffocated. I mean, you, you, you do the math. You put the bones, put the meat on the bones. Um, and not only that, but even the fish, the fish, you know, the fish was under arrest too, right? Um, so you would be amazed at what those imprisonments look like, um, where God has to hold you. And you'll find some people say, well, you know, I'm not really moving in God and I'm not doors aren't opening for me and I don't see opportunities and things. Then ask the question, you know, don't assume that it's the devil. You know, I bind the devil or it's Jezebel or, you know, that may not be the case. Um, it may be the fact that God himself is fighting you. You know, God himself is imprisoning you and God himself is holding you hostage until you come to yourself, until you um, come to your senses. Right. He drove Nebuchadnezzar out and turned him into a, almost a an a bird. I mean, that's a whole nother story. But, I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, one thing that Jonah said in his prayer, he said, Lord, I remember. And so, you know, it's my prayer that you remember. Remember this God who you vowed your life to. Remember this God who saved you. Remember this God who delivered you and brought you out of some of the worst, worst situations of your life. Um it, you know it was God. You look back over your life and times God healed you, times God restored your family, times that God opened doors for you and made ways for you and, and granted you positions and places and um places of authority. God did that. So, you know, when you when you've arrived, don't forget where you come from. Don't forget, you know, just don't forget. Remember the Lord. Remember him in your worship. Remember him in your giving. Remember him in your daily life. Just remember don't forget. Jonah had forgotten how who God was. Jonah had forgotten that even though I get on this boat and, and go to sleep, God is there, right? He's everywhere. And um, you know, and it's not well with me. It is not well with me if I'm going, you know, totally against what he's called me to do. So, God bless you people of God and and we'll look forward to coming back and spending time with you um as the Lord permits. Amen. Grace and peace. I'm out. <laughs>